Forbes magazine calls him one of the most listened to recording artists of our time, with more than 3 billion streams and 11 number one albums on top Billboard charts. This is All Heart with Paul Cardall. Welcome to season five of All Heart. I'm your host, Paul Cardall. If you're tuning in for the first time, this podcast is an opportunity to hear from people I admire mainly because of the gifts God has blessed them with and how they're using these gifts to make the world a better place. We get to the heart of why they do what they do in hopes of inspiring and encouraging you to fine-tune the gifts God has also given you. Because you took my scars, bruises and You know, at these social events, when one person walks in the room and everybody turns their head to find out who that is because they come in with such light and beauty and strength, grace and elegance. Well, I am fortunate to be married to a person like that. You can talk to my buddies. You can talk to anybody who are associated with my wife. When she comes in the room, she brings the energy. And this has really been her life. We're going to talk to her today about that energy and a lot of the things she's doing that is really changing the way people feel about themselves. She's been an advocate of taking care of yourself for a very long time, but she's had an interesting background. She grew up in Cleveland. She ended up going to New York City where she had a finance degree working on Wall Street for Morgan Stanley. She was there on 9-11, which changed the direction of her life. She became a health coach and a certified personal trainer that led to her working for Dr. Daniel Amen, a very prestigious doctor who does brain scans. He's cutting edge in everything. She was also working for Rick Warren at Saddleback Church to develop their Daniel plan with Dr. Oz, Dr. Hyman, and other prestigious doctors at the time that were trying to create a way for the members of those church to take an active role in being healthy because they're trying to get them spiritually healthy, but we want you physically healthy. Uh, the other cool thing about her is she's a Taekwondo black belt. So let's talk to my amazing wife, Tina Cardall. Welcome to All Heart with Paul Cardall. Well, thank you for having me, Paul. It's nice to be here. When did you first really get excited about health? Because you were, a, I mean, you were working on Wall Street, you were in finance, you were there on 9-11, you were, you know, in the black cars going down to, to work on the stock market, you're in the black cars going, I mean, you're thriving in the money, but then it's like you stop to focus on helping others be healthy. Where was, where did that all come from? You know, I probably would say from my childhood because my, my, my parents had 13 acres of land and we always had huge gardens and I always loved being in the garden. I always enjoyed a huge salad. My mom would get a huge bowl out make a huge salad and we would just put both of our forks into that salad and that's what we would eat. So, you know, still today we joke about mom, are you going to make that big salad? Because I've always loved eating healthy. And then of course, you know, I had my teenage years of eating fast food and all that. And then went to New York 
worked on Wall Street. I did that for 10 years. And that's where I really became passionate about nutrition, fitness, overall health and well-being. Um, I had a couple of symptoms that I wanted to reverse naturally. And I dove into reading some books about a couple authors that I had been following. And it just made me realize that I could reverse those things naturally by just taking being proactive and making some changes in my life. And I went ahead and I did that. And working in the city was amazing. What an experience for 10 years. Um, you know, it was a hustle every day, up early and working late hours. You know, like you said, I would take a black car service home every single night. They bought us dinner. And then there were nights when we would have to go out and entertain. And, you know, it was a tough life. You had shows, you had beautiful steak dinners. I mean, it was a tough life. But it was so much fun. And working in the city full time, I did that. But then at night, you know, I was going to the gym every single night. And the manager at the gym that I had been working out at approached me one day and said, You know, Tina, you would be really great at teaching classes here. Have you ever thought about that? So I started teaching classes. Next thing you know, some time went by, he approached me again and he said, You know, you should think about becoming a personal trainer. And I thought, what the heck? Why not? I'm here all the time. Anyhow, this would be so much fun. So working in the city full-time, still um, you know, going to the gym every single night, working out, but I was helping people. They were in my classes. I was motivating them. I was inspiring them. I was helping them lose weight. Um, still today, 25 years later, um, one of my very first clients at the YMCA in Montclair, New Jersey, he will still message me every year for my birthday and tell me that he's still running, that I was the one that inspired him to get healthy, to get you know, things back in order the way that he wanted them to be to get his health back. And he started running and today he is still running because of me. So that's just a little example of, you know, somebody's life that, you know, I feel that I changed for the better, but I've always been inspired to just help others. I, I have this energy about me, this motivation, um, exercise, excites me, you know, being at the grocery store and finding healthy foods excites me. When somebody comes to me with maybe a problem that they're having, if it's, you know, a certain symptom, you know, I, I by no means am a doctor, of course, but I, I know that there are ways to, you know, start addressing things naturally from a holistic perspective. So I want to jump in and help them as much as I can. And, and to validate what you're saying, you know, with my transplant, the number of doctors we go see and you have that respect for the medical profession and, and the things they that that a lot of this health stuff can't this natural organic way of doing things can help certain people but at the same time i still need to implement a lot of these things in order to have longevity with my life i want to talk about burnout for a minute because you were in the city in new york that's a hustle i mean it is a hustle you talk about that and then you talk about how even after you'd go home you'd go to the gym to get that I guess that renewal of what you needed for those of us that have a hard time finding time or figuring out what can we do or where do we get the motivation to get rest for ourselves when everything seems like hey, man, we just have a list of things we got to get done. Definitely. We all have lists, a laundry list every single day. 
But I always say, what is a priority to you? You know, if if a female has a wedding coming up this weekend and she's going, you know, to her friend's wedding and she needs to get all dressed up and she wants to be beautiful, but she needs those perfect pair of high heel shoes, she's going to make a point to go to the mall and find those shoes because this wedding this weekend is a priority to her. She wants to look fabulous. So that was a priority for her. Now, it's just with life, with health, nutrition, exercise, sleep, meditation, whatever it is in your life. What is a priority to you? How many times I hear people say to me, I just don't have time. There's 24 hours in a day. And so you decide how you want to manage those days, how you want to manage those hours. So do you want to get to bed early or do you want to be scrolling on your phone for seven hours a day? You know, do you want to go outside for 20 minutes in the morning and get some vitamin D, some natural sunlight that's going to be so good for deeper sleep so you can release some endorphins and it's going to release some natural melatonin. You're going to sleep better at night. Or again, are you going to just watch a TV show? Everything is a priority. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's a matter of how do you want to manage that time and what is important to you. And for me, I know what's important. And granted, I probably am a little bit more disciplined than the average person, but those things are priority to me. So they're at the front, they're at the top of the list. Your childhood was pretty interesting because I think this is where you get a lot of your strength. Your parents fled a communist country, Yugoslavia. They were children during World War II, and it was just chaos over there. And uh, they got out of there. They came to the United States. Your mother cherishes this country. Your dad, he loved to have a farm to grow things. And when you talk about how you were a child and you used to love to go get a salad and make a salad, so mm-hmm. you, know, you can kind of see how the, the love that they gave you through food uh, carries on through your life. And it's kind of, I guess that's a European thing where they use food over there to have long conversations. And we've gotten away from that in the United States. Families aren't gathering for dinner. They're not having a home cooked meal. They're running to get something quick and fast. Don't you think that's one of the problems that everything's so easy to get that we don't take time because it's not a priority? The days are flying by so quickly. And I think that we just don't stop. We don't stop to actually go for that walk, to smell a rose, to just appreciate nature, to just slow down a little bit. Um, There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety in the world. And unfortunately, I think the priorities of a lot of people um, are... Their, their priorities are different. They are not the way that things used to be back in the day, say the beaver cleaver days, right? When, you know, dad would come home, you'd watch TV together, you'd watch a show, you'd have dinner together, you'd pray, you'd play a game, whatever it is. These days, like you said, you know, mom's running to soccer practice, dad's taking the son to, you know, um, basketball. They're driving through the drive-thru, trying to get a quick meal. It's not nutritious. There's zero nutritional value there. And you come home, you're having a sugary snack before you go to bed and you know you do it all over again. So you're on this hamster wheel that unfortunately is catching up with so many people and it's creating a slew of problems and symptoms, I think, you know, for, for the world in general. I think one of the 
contributors to the reason our lifestyles are the way they are in America is because it's communicated to us that certain things solve our problem. When we go to the movies together, you know, you've got the commercial soda being advertised as this is going to make everything better. This is going to make life better. It's all you need. And so they use advertising in such a seductive and powerful way that all these messages are constantly being thrown at us. Oh, you need this. This is good for you. And this is something on your Instagram uh, that is fascinating. And you love going into grocery stores. (laughs) I do. Listen, I didn't even read any of the ingredients until, uh, you know, I was... (laughs) a couple years into it with you because you would point out i'd go oh this is fat free <laughs> you just shake your head or i'd go it's sugar free and it, you know and and to make my point i was because of my transplant they had said that there's a chance i'm going to be diabetic and i started to have the symptoms of being pre pre-diabetic and again she said to me where's your priority what's your priority i was a little overweight And, you know, we can talk about kind of what advice you gave me that I think applies to everybody, but then how you go into grocery stores and you just love like seeing the, all the baloney that they feed us and then the good stuff that's there. I I literally am a kid in a candy store when I go to the grocery store. I just love it. I love looking at labels and something that's really big right now. And it's been for a while. It's something called greenwashing. So you can look at the front of a bottle or a package and you know, there's a tree on there or a flower and there's a word on there that maybe says healthy or, you know, it's going to lower your cholesterol or, or whatever it is, sugar free. And we think, oh, this must be so healthy for us. But that's what I do. This is where I come in. I turn that box, that bottle around, and I start looking at the ingredients. And that's what's key. So for instance, a lot of people are on a keto diet right now. They're eating very low carb, very low sugar, and um, more high fat. So it'll say keto on there. You look at the ingredients, but there's canola oil in there. Canola oil is a seed oil, something we completely want to avoid. It is very inflammatory to the body. We want to avoid canola. Canola is in so many products. Whenever you see that, you want to run the other way. Same thing with safflower oil. When you see sweeteners like sucralose or aspartame, when you see ingredients like natural flavors, natural flavors can mean anything. It doesn't mean it is truly a natural flavor, like a little hint from a blueberry. No, it's a chemical that's made in a lab. And so there's Lake Blue, number 40, and Lake Red, and so many other colors and dyes that go into our foods. And unfortunately, you know, look, when you're born, for the most part, you're waking up, you you know, you're born and you have zero symptoms. You're an infant, you're healthy, you're a child, you're growing up, you're healthy. And then all of a sudden you start to get some symptoms. Maybe you start getting some tummy aches, you start getting a little bit of psoriasis or eczema on the skin. And then you get older. Now your joints are starting to hurt and, you know, you're starting to have some other inflammation, maybe some back pain. And now you're having some other digestive issues. What's happening is your rain barrel is filling up. You were born, your rain barrel was empty. 
as we get older, it slowly starts to accumulate. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and your rain barrel is overflowing with water. And that's what's happening with the food that we're eating. You know, you might think a little bite here is okay and a little bite there. Well, sure it is. But again, every day from the food, from, you know, the environmental toxins that we're taking in, whatever it is that we're doing, we are slowly adding to our rain barrel. And that's something that I'm very well aware of every day. I look at something and for me, I literally look at it as, is this going to add to my rain barrel or is it going to take away from my rain barrel? Right? So it's something that I'm just very conscious of every day. And that's why I want my followers, my friends, my family, I want them to be educated about what they're eating because the front of that label, the front of the, the packaging is very misleading a lot of times. Companies are getting very smart. They're trying to manipulate people into buying something they think is so healthy for them when in turn, it's the complete opposite. Yeah, because these companies started out by making product they thought was healthy, and then they have a business model going. They need to keep the money flowing uh, to not only pay everyone that's investing, but to keep jobs. And so they slowly, you know, they have to find more creative ways to get you to buy the product. We know that in the 60s and 70s, cigarettes was promoted as something that was, it's part of the social life. The tobacco company was saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Slowly, the people that were fully aware that, yeah, it does cause problems, it causes cancer. It took a long time for them to finally get the legislation in place to put the warning on the cigarette boxes. My point is, there's also food that we take into our bodies. This is what I've all learned this from Tina, because she's amazing. There's food that goes into our body that's going to nourish us. You know, the prayer I always hear is nourish and strengthen our bodies, yet we're blessing brownies, you know. <laughs> the food will nourish and strengthen our bodies. And God's going, but you're eating brownies. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's also things that we put on our body. And after my transplant, it was really important that I, they said, you got to wear sunscreen. But I've learned sunscreen has toxic chemicals. So I was trying to figure out where can I get some sunscreen that doesn't contribute to the cancer. The thing that blew my mind is when I learned that people who wear lipstick, the average consumer of lipstick, you know, you're putting your lipstick on and then you're, you know, you put it on the napkin, you kiss the napkin, then you lick your lips. The average consumer of lipstick is eating of lipstick. They're eating about five tubes a year, which is so gross. And mm -hmm. what is in the lipstick is so damaging to your body. And I don't think people ever realized, oh, can I get stuff that's going to actually not hurt my skin? When did you stumble on onto this thing? <laughs> well, first, I want to say it's really important that so many people, so many of us, we are so focused on eating healthy organic food and exercising, but we're not thinking about what we're actually putting on top of our bodies, what we are applying topically. And our skin is the largest organ of our body. 
the largest organ. Anything and everything you put onto your skin, your body absorbs within 20 seconds. I mean, it's amazing. So that's why a few years ago, as I was on my health journey, eating all this organic food, wanting to be super healthy, I started realizing that I was putting some pretty toxic products onto my body. And then I found out that there is zero regulation in the United States for personal care products. So from shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, nail polish, toothpaste, whatever it is, any personal care product that you're using, there is zero regulation in the United States. And that really freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to start reading those labels because I was only reading food labels. I wasn't reading personal care product labels. And kept researching and researching as I do. And I came across this company back in 2019 called Beauty Counter. Now they've been around since 2013 and their mission is to get safer and cleaner products into the hands of everyone. Their mission is everything is non-toxic. They do not use almost close to 2000 ingredients in their products. But the difference between Beauty Counter, and this is what I loved about them, because there are other clean companies out there, other clean beauty companies. But what I loved, especially about Beauty Counter, is that they actually go to Washington, D.C., they work with legislation, and they are getting laws passed and changed because they truly care about all of us. They care about us. They care about our children and generations to come. So I wanted to be a part of that movement. I wanted to be a clean beauty advocate because it perfectly lined up with my lifestyle. And because all of my friends were constantly asking me also, Tina, what are you wearing? What are you using for lipstick? What are you using for mascara? What is your sunscreen? And I can say, here is my link. Here's my website. Go to Beauty Counter. Let's talk about it because our sunscreen is safe. Sunscreen is probably one of the most toxic things that you can put on your body if it is not safe. And you know, you go to the beach, you go with your children, you go yourself, and you are lathering on like tons of sunscreen. All of that is getting absorbed into your body. And same thing, like you said, Paul, about lipstick. It doesn't matter if you're a guy and you're wearing chapstick, lipstick, lip gloss, whatever it is. At the end of the day, when that lipstick or a few hours goes by and your lipstick is not on your lips anymore, I mean, where do you think it went? You licked it, you consumed it, you ate it. So again, you're eating all this organic food, but then you're eating literally five tubes of lipstick a year. I mean, could you imagine if I said, okay, I'm going to take those five tubes, I'm going to put them in a glass, I'm going to microwave them, and now I want you to drink it. I mean, you would never do that. But guess what? You are doing that. But with Beauty Counter, again, that's why I love it. Our lip gloss, our lipstick, it's all safe to lick. It's beautiful and it's non-toxic. And I just love being a part of the movement because, again, it is truly a company that cares about every single person trying to get safer and cleaner products into the hands of everyone. I keep picturing the young teenage girl who's got the lip gloss. That's right. And the lip and and what they do with the lip gloss is they make it a flavor. And That's these right. little little tiny girls and some boys that want to put on the little lip gloss, they're they're licking <laughs> potent things that cause a potential cancer. Well, to keep that rain barrel right not full, we want to keep it really low and 
what's happening. It is, it is overflowing for a lot of people. So that's why when you're using personal care products that are safe for you, you're not contributing and adding more water to your rain barrel. Yeah. And you know, look, listener, the reason I wanted to share Tina is because I was on the way to being diabetic. I got a lot of diabetes in my family. You know, when my kids go trick-or-treating, we, we say, what are you doing? And they're like, we're going to get a bowl of diabetes. I was on this path to be diabetic. She's like, you know, look, we've been married a while and you're not always listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, it was a wake-up call for me. So I made some major changes of what I put in my body. And I'm happy to say now that I'm pre-diabetic and, and my levels are, are in such a good place that it's, again, it's down the road and it's up to me. What's my priority in, do I want to have it again? And, or do I want to stay where I'm at? And so she has that wisdom. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think for those of you that want more insight and wisdom on to be healthy, uh, follow Tina's Instagram and learn more about Beauty Counter. And you kind of just watch her stories where she's in the grocery store picking apart things, but then showing you what's really good. So give us some example of some like really good stuff that 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 you eat, that you love, that you put on your body that um, you, you just love that other people would also appreciate because, you know, I, I bring I, I mentioned the pumpkin pie, you know, she sends me with a meal <laughs> to the office. We're kind of old fashioned and it's it's fun, but she sends me with a meal and it's always a healthy meal. So what are some things that you love that you can recommend to people like from a meal to desserts? that they could go find right now that are healthy, that they could put into their their cupboards? Well, you know, I love chocolate. For me, I have to have chocolate every day. And I think most people, that is their guilty pleasure is chocolate. And what's so amazing is that there is super healthy chocolate out there. So for instance, um, I'll just throw a name out there, Lily's Chocolate. I love Lily's. It's all organic, it's natural, and it's sweetened with stevia. If you go to my Instagram page, you will see I have quite a few reels of some amazing gooey chocolatey recipes that you can make at home that are super healthy, all sweetened naturally, like with really good wholesome ingredients. So I would encourage you to um, check that out because I love baking. I love cooking. Um, as far as food goes, you know, I love Mexican. I love making a good stir fry. Um, there are so many spices out there. Like for instance, um, say Taco Night, Siete is a brand I love from their tortilla chips to their taco shells to their queso. They have amazing taco seasoning. So like that is a really good healthy meal that you could throw together in minutes. It doesn't take hours. It's not like you have to spend the whole day in the kitchen. In the kitchen, you can prepare a beautiful meal and it's going to be really, really healthy. You know, and for instance, even like drinks, you and Paul, you had mentioned Zevia, fantastic company, sweetened with stevia. You know, they have flavors from, um, you know, there's a Dr. Pepper from a cola to, to grape. There's cream soda, root beer. I mean, you name it. Any flavor soda you would love, they would have. So that's a really nice, healthy alternative also. There are so many options, so many things out on the market these days. 
you just have to look, you have to see. And again, I would just encourage, you know, all of your listeners to turn that box around, read those ingredients, start educating yourself because there is a lot of greenwashing going on. And, you know, the next time you want to, the next time I should say you have to replace your shampoo, your conditioner, you know, your chapstick, your deodorant, your skincare, um, I would encourage you, you know, go check out Beauty Counter. Um, I have a link on my Instagram page. You can check it out. You can also DM me anytime. I would love to help you if you have any questions at all, food, nutrition, supplements, personal care products, whatever it is. You know, this is my passion. This is definitely what I was born to do. I get so excited about it. And this is what I do. I wake up every day just really happy and excited to share what I find, what I learned with everyone else, because we can go through this life enjoying amazing, good food that tastes good. It's sweet, but it's healthy. We can look beautiful and have a full face of makeup, but it can be non-toxic and safe for us. We can enjoy beautiful drinks that are sweet again, but they don't have all this artificial nonsense in there that's going to create diabetes. It's going to create a slew of health problems. Because again, we want to keep that rain barrel as empty as possible. And um, yeah, you know, I just, I love it every day. And I love that you are open majority of the time to to take in what I'm telling you because um, I love it so much. It's just fun to come home, you know, and we go on a walk and I pull up and we go on a walk, but she's like, do you want a fudge sickle? So it's like I'm a kid again. I'm like, where'd you get the fudge sickle? Because doesn't that got a bunch of garbage in it? Nope. No, I found a fudge sickle and you can have as many as you want. So I know it sounds like I'm this little boy that she's taking care of, but uh, I am an artist. I'm a, a musician. So that's kind of how it is. But uh, yeah, there's just so much good knowledge and information. I, th- I just think it's amazing what people are in the pursuit of success in terms of man it would be great to be in new york city working on the stock market stock market making all this money you totally shifted from the pursuit that so many people have of what they think is successful to living a life of meaning and feeling good to allow your skin to be healthy uh, by the by just what you eat how you get rest, what you put on your body, you know, it, it's amazing. It's uh, it's really impressive. So um, I'm blessed to have you and uh, glad I get to share you with, with people. So thanks for being on All Heart. Uh, go to Tina's Instagram. I'll put in the show notes as well, a link in the description to go right there so you can learn more about what she's doing. On her Instagram, she has a little link thing. Uh, you can drop down and get it and see more about the beauty counter and some of the other things she's part of. Um, and I think you're really going to benefit. So, yeah. Anything else? This was fun. No, this yeah. this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you look great. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll be home a little bit for a fudge sickle. <laughs> All right. We'll enjoy that walk. Okay. Thank right. you. Okay, bye-bye. Cause you took my scars, bruises and I want to invite you to please subscribe to All Heart with Paul Cardall. That's me. By subscribing, which, please, 
go subscribe. And it basically enables this podcast to be in other locations so people can discover it. I've had incredible guests that you're going to benefit from if you have not already listened to these conversations. I've talked to Grammy-winning artists, New York Times bestselling authors, actors, thought-provoking people who provide incredible information that really help us in our lives. I interviewed Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus from The Chosen. I interviewed Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen. I talked to Grammy-winning duo Thompson Square about how to become successful in the country music business, how it's changed. I talked to Ben Fuller about his drug addiction recovery. He is a popular Christian musician who used to be a country artist. I talked to Tony Martin about how to write hit songs. He's written all these songs for Tim McGraw. I talked to a Catholic priest, Father Bill Watson. Why would you become a Catholic priest and what's the deal with celibacy? How do you do that? I talk about mistranslations in the Bible. Is that a reality when it comes to homosexuality? Pastor James Duncan helps us with that. I talked to Jay Warner Wallace, a former homicide detective who basically was an atheist that began to investigate Christianity. What did he find? What did he discover? I talked to Richie Norton, an author who has helped a lot of other people become successful. He wrote a book called The Power of Starting Something Stupid. Talked to country artist Scott Stevens, also Lindsay L., who is on tour right now with Shania Twain. I talked to Benjamin Hastings last week of Hillsong United. Talked about some of the challenges with Hillsong and what he is doing in response his new album. Listen, we've got some great guests coming. We've got Antonio Sabata Jr. We've got Grammy-winning pianist Peter Cater. Of course, next week is Victoria Jackson from Saturday Night Live. So the list goes on and on of incredible people who are contributing to society in a profound way, in a diverse way. We had Tyler Glenn from Neon Trees talking about his transformation into accepting who he is and who he was born to be. Richard Paul Evans, who wrote the New York Times bestselling author, The Christmas Box, one of the most successful books ever written. He talks about how to market a novel, why write a novel. We talked to J.D. Netto, who wrote my story, The Broken Miracle, a fictional book that is actually sponsoring this podcast. The publisher is sponsoring this podcast. J.D. Netto is an incredible fantasy writer, but he took on my story because he couldn't believe the fact that doctors, with the technology we have now, raised me from the dead. The list goes on and on of inspiring people who are making a difference. So again, please subscribe to the podcast. One of my favorite podcasts was interviewing my father, who's a retired broadcast journalist, He talks about how journalism has changed on TV over the years. I got a chance to talk to my mom and have her on the podcast. That is a very personal and amazing story. What it was like to raise eight children, including a son like me, born with congenital heart disease. And of course, my brother who suffered from mental illness. I do an episode on how to get better sleep. Is something that I struggle with. So it's very diverse, a lot of topics that you're going to benefit from. So again, 
This is All Heart with Paul Cardall. That's me. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you want more information, please go to my website, paulcardall.com. Most people know me as a pianist. I've got a lot of music that's going to help you create an atmosphere of peace in your home, wherever you are. And that led to interviewing people I find fascinating. So again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to All Heart with Paul Cardall. God bless you.